Four days? Four days? I could never. Especially not for a car. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip where we get into, can you outlast the crowd? I'll see you on the flip. Yeah, I have a question for you today, and that is, can you outlast the crowd or even the obstacle, the trial, or whatever it is in front of you today? Now, on the A part, I was making reference to a uh, situation (laughs) that I watched a few years ago where uh, there were a group of people who were competing for a truck. And the person who was able to uh, still have their hands on the truck at the end won. And there were a whole bunch of shenanigans going on. It was quite funny. And the way the truck was won in the end was a stroke of brilliance. And it got me to thinking at that time how that person pulled it off. And I got some of the insight, but of course it would take years uh, for me to gain more information, more experience to understand a little bit more. And I don't think I still have it cracked. But in our time today, I'm going to try as best I can to talk with you about this whole concept of outlasting. Because outlasting, oh, I'm telling you, wisdom is smiling on those who have embraced this particular trait, skill, tool, whatever you want to call it. So how about we just get into it and start really breaking it down, okay? So before I start, I want to set it up by saying this, that when a person has the ability to outlast, whether it be a crowd, whether it be an internal struggle, whatever it may be, there are certain inherent or required, that's what I'm going to say, required personal character elements that you'll need to possess. And so let me just go over a few of them. Well, of course, you're going to have to have physical and mental stamina. You'll need staying power. You'll need steadfastness, perseverance, self-restraint, long attention span, and a high degree of grit. Now, out of that, I want to preface a few things, and that is that most people, when they think about stamina and staying power, they kind of think of them as the same, and they're re- they really are not. Let's, I'm, I'm just going to say that. They're in the same family. They might be even the same tribe, but they are not the same. So with stamina, stamina is the strength, the energy, the power to stay the course. And it can be mental or physical. But with staying power, staying power is a little different in that staying power is not about the external influence as much as it is the internal influence. What I mean by that is when the going is tough, do the tough really get going or do they just fall away or even run away? Staying power is that silent uh, stalker and and, and, and villain that is out there slaying people left and right to keep them from their dreams, their goals, their hopes, their visions, their potential, and the things that they know that they're able to have. When is the last time you dealt with the need to stay and continue, but the absolute Everything in you wanted to go away. Um, 
maybe you know people. If it's not you, maybe you know people and you call them runners. That when something happens, they can't handle it and they disappear whether they realize what they're doing or not. Sometimes they get these mysterious illnesses or a calamity befalls them, but the end is still the same. They do not have the staying power. They might have the stamina, but not the staying power. And another one that I want to highlight in this list of the character elements that you need to have is a high degree of grit. Now with grit, I've talked about it in previous podcasts. And oh, grit. Grit gets a bad name. Grit gets looked down on from other things like peak performance and expertise and, you know, those types of things. Because they argue that grit is just staying, I mean, uh, stamina. Grit is just being able to stay with something over and over again. And they're right, but they're not all the way right in that with grit, grit you have to have so many more components like boredom uh, or dealing with the, the boredom or the, even the gifts of boredom and being able to stay true to your declaration and the power of your words to have grit, to show up when you don't seem to have any kind of reward waiting for you. There doesn't seem like you're going to gain any kind of insight intellectually or otherwise, but yet and still you continue to do it. You see, with grit, grit is to work without encouragement, attention, or even feedback. And you do it just because you said you were going to do it or you committed to do it, doing it or whatever. And it's also part of the, one of the most potent ingredients of outlasting because you do it when everybody else has said they're not going to. You know, that grit is that person who's going to show up in the thunderstorm or the snowstorm to continue to uh, do what they're supposed to in the way, wee hours of the morning so that pe- other people can get to work or to school or whatever. And they're not going to have to have special compensation. They're not going to need awards. They're not going to need any of that stuff. And they do it not because others are depending on them, but simply because they said they were going to do it and they're committed to doing it. And so I know I took a few moments to highlight those things But I don't want to gloss over these and make light of them like, oh, you know, yeah, just, you know, have this recipe, mix it together and boom, there you go. No, because a lot of this stuff takes years and and sometimes lifetimes to develop. So I'm not trying to discourage you and I'm I'm not trying to say that we won't be able to do it. But I'm going to tell you, in my outlast situations, oh, they are hard. (laughs) And I wish I could tell you that I passed every one of them with flying colors. I did not. And thus, I am here to tell you and try to help some of you who are in the midst of one to to be able to figure them out. Okay, so one of the things that uh, I have learned about this whole concept of outlasting, besides those components of your character that you need, is that there are a lot of different things that people don't realize when they are embarking on a quest. And that's how I like to look at it. It's a quest. And that is that they think that when they are going to quote unquote outlast and win, that they know what was happening. And outlasting is kind of insidious in that it can masquerade itself as folly. It can mask itself as a dead end. It can mask itself as something that has come to an end before you're ready to give up. And a lot of times 
people don't know whether they're in that situation or they're in a situation where they do need to outlast. Because remember, one of the ingredients of outlasting is to have grit and grit keeps working even when there seems to be no encouragement, no attention, feedback, or reward. Okay. So let's start with this. I'm going to give you some ways to know you might be in an outlast situation. And then, of course, I'm going to talk to you about some other little anecdotes and things that will help you as well to really kind of get a good wisdom smack off of this. Okay. So here are some of the things that I have found that will help you to say, oh, yeah, this is an outlast situation. And that is if you find yourself being oppressed by certain situations. And when I say oppressed, it's kind of like every time you try to get up, something new comes to to beat you down. You might, instead of calling it oppression, you might call it resistance. That might be a good indicator that you're in a situation where you need to outlast it and the crowd. Another one is if you find that you have offensive strikes on you for everything that you try to do. Maybe you have a nemesis, (laughs) you know, maybe you go to work every day and there's just somebody there, whether they be your colleague, your supervisor or your underling, but they are there at every hand and y'all are locked in this even keel. No, neither one of you tends to win over the other. You're evenly matched and it's just an ongoing stalemate battle. Yeah, you're probably in an outlast situation or maybe it's this you find that you're now in an obstacle course between you and that goal that you're trying to get and you didn't even realize that these obstacles could happen. Yeah, that might be an outlast situation as well. Or this one, you have so many different trials to overcome and it seems like now you feel like a cast member from from, um, Jaws Just when you thought it was safe to come out back into the water again, here comes the enemy ready to chomp you up. But this last one, this is the one that really can mix you up and mess you up if you're not aware that this is possibly an outlast situation. And I find for myself um, and maybe a few other people who've shared with me, I find that when these happen, I usually it takes me being in the midst of it for a little while to realize what it is. And these are the initiations. Yes, life has initiations. They're not just part of some sorority um, or fraternity kind of process. No, you will go through different initiations when you are moving from one phase to another. And that brings me to the whole idea of phases. In a previous podcast, I actually talked about knowing how uh, to tell when you're in a different phase, when you have a different um, uh, time of your life, how to know the trends and how to know if this is something that's going to stay with you for a while. And that's where outlast situations come up. And if, if you're willing to understand what they require by doing it, and not necessarily looking for the quote-unquote win when you outlast a situation, either you're going to get some kind of reward or you're going to get a big revelation. And so I say it is worth it, all right? 
Okay, so now that we've talked about that, let's get into the nitty gritty of what I really want to talk about with this whole outlast in the crowd. All right. There is uh when I was growing up, there was a song that I, I needed to sing for church and it had a Bible scripture in it. And I remember going and trying to really understand the Bible scripture. And I was trying to, you know, just memorize it so I wouldn't flub it up in the song. But I actually got a lot out of it. And it's apropos here. So I'm gonna just say it. Okay. And you could take take it as you will. But the scripture goes like this: it says that the race isn't given to the swift nor to the strong but to the one who endures until the end. And so because of that, I want to just say that to outlast does not mean that you're on a course to win anything. Sometimes you're outlasting just to save your life and your existence. See, that's where the wisdom comes in. Because if you are not aware If this is an outlast situation, you can burn yourself up. You can burn out and you won't have any of that stamina that you need to last. Remember on the A part when I talked about the truck and the people? Well, the reason why it stuck out to me is because when everything was said and done, there were three people left and they had been there for days. I'm talking about half sleeping so that their hands would always be somewhere on the truck. And no, you couldn't get in the bed of the truck and sleep. No, you had to be somewhere on the perimeter of the truck, touching it at all times. And so they were down to the last three and there were two guys and this lady. And I don't know how she figured this out um, because they didn't say if they had bathroom breaks or food breaks or any of that. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that they were outside where people could watch them. So go figure. But what she did do was she employed one of the tactics that comes around when you're in an outlast situation. And let me just cut to the chase. She did a mental okie doke on those guys. She started talking about um, her needing to go to the restroom. And she talked about it. She didn't say you need to go to the restroom, but she knew that they had been there for, you know, some time. And I'm not going to say she knew. I'm going to just say that inherently it seems like she knew that they had some type of uh, uh, camaraderie between them. And so she talked about that. And sure enough, within an hour or two, both of the men had to tap out because they had to go to the bathroom and she won the truck. And everybody was like, I did not see that coming. And the big wisdom smack I got from that one was that truly the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but the one who is able to endure until the end. And because of that, when you're looking at going through your trial, your tribulation, your outlast situation, understand that there are at least three different opponents that you have to be aware of. You have to be aware of your physicality or the physical situations at hand. Then you have to be aware of the psyche, the mind and the emotions and the intellect and all of those things. But then there is also an insidious one that people don't even realize. And that is the external forces of other people, whether they be people out to get you or especially if they are people who call themselves loving you. And with an outlast situation, it starts to look farcical. Yeah, it has you out there badly. One of the things that I'll say right now up front that you need to understand that this is a real wisdom smack. And that is when you find yourself in an outlast situation, you're going to have those who think they are helping you try to talk you out of outlasting. 
They're going to say things like, baby, it's time to give this up. It's not working for you. Recoup your losses. Go and do something else. Uh, Or they might say, everybody else has moved on. This is not going to work. You know, maybe this wasn't, you know, your life path, or you don't have enough skill for this, or you weren't gifted or whatever it may be. And they mean no harm. It's simply that they are part of the resistance. And if you're not aware of it, you will lose your hold on your on your grit, on your stamina, and your staying power. So be aware that there are mind tricks and traps, okay? That mental fatigue is really high when you're in the midst of going through an outlast situation. Understand that there are boredoms that will come that you have never <laughs> known before when you're in outlast in an outlast situation. Um let me give you a for instance. You're in a situation and you're like everybody else is able to live their life and why am I stuck here doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. You don't you might not even say I don't want to do this anymore, but as you're trying to do it, it feels like you have lead gloves and feet on and all of your movements are constricted. That is one of those tricks of boredom. And that leads me to psychological deficiencies. If you ever want to know what your what the metal of your mind is be in an outlast situation and you're going to find that your deficiencies and your vulnerabilities make themselves aware you know things like the simple ones caring about what people re- really caring about what people think about you or this one comparing yourself to others yes or this one being needy for Uh, approval, for support, for cheerleaders. A lot of people don't understand that when you're in an outlast situation, sometimes you're going to be there alone. And just because people are not there cheering you on doesn't mean they've abandoned you. Remember when we talked about staying power? And I know this is kind of a deep situation, but I thank you for sticking with me so far because it gets better, okay? All right, so... I just want to say, be aware of not only your body, your mind, but you got to also be aware of the people, the situations, and the environment. I like um, this, something that Will Smith said some years ago. He uh, was interviewed and someone asked him the key to his success in Hollywood. And he didn't use the word outlast. He used the word outwork. And he said that my key is, is that I am willing to outwork anyone. And he said, I, as long as I have breath in my body, I will outwork you. He said, if we get on a treadmill and you say you can have this part. And he said, it's one that I really want. He says, I don't care if you are a marathon runner. I will, I will outrun you. I will run until I have no more legs to run. And he, he said it with such conviction and ferocity that it made me take note you know, he said it with his traditional trademark smile and all of that. And maybe he was just employing the actor abilities that he had, but I know he meant it. And because of that, it got me to remembering um, this uh, thing that I learned when I was watching a marathon a few years ago. And the, the marathon they talked about, and they, um, it was one of the big ones. Um, and the uh, commentators were talking about this thing called the marathon pace strategy. 
And I was like, well, if everybody knows it, why isn't everybody doing it? And the marathon pace strategy, from my understanding, is usually relegated to the person everybody is out to get. It's the leader of the pack. And so the favorite to win, I guess. And it goes a little something like this. You go into the marathon and you set a brisk pace. And the pace that you set, they don't know if it's your top space, a pace, or it's just one that you can sustain for a while, but it's a challenging one. It's usually a pace where those that are seated beneath you or who don't run at your, your level of running, it causes them to have to really focus to do it. And so you set this pace. And once you have set this pace, at the opportune time, they don't know when, but at some time, you are going to fall back into the middle of the pack. And because they want to make sure that you don't overtake them, either they're going to maintain your pace, but more than likely, they're going to set a faster pace because now they see the leader of the pack, quote unquote, losing steam and falling back to the middle. Well, while you're at the middle, you can use the drag coefficient of everybody around you to conserve some of your energy and you let them set the new pace. You just hang in there enough to be in the middle of the pack. And then when the time comes somewhere at the end or the second half of uh, the marathon, you make your move and you zoom to the front and you win it. And that is the marathon pace strategy. It takes a lot of stamina, a lot of mental power, and a lot of um, chutzpah to do something like this. And when that, uh, I, I saw the thing with uh, Will Smith, the marathon pay strategy came to me and wisdom spoke about this whole outlast. And this is one of the big ahas I got. And that was that most people think that when you are out to outlast something, that you have to be the most powerful. And wisdom says, no, 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 that is not the case. When you are in an outlast situation, the only thing you need to be worried about is being the last one standing. Another thing, I am not a big horror film person, but since we're in, at this particular time of recording, we're in October where all of the, um, most of the horror movies come out. And I am reminded of the famous horror trope of the screen queen. And for the scream queen, her strategy is usually to survive by any means necessary. You see, she is not the strongest. She's not the most clever. And usually she has a handicap of being extremely fearful of the situation going down. And so for the scream queen, she's the one who is going to be hiding. She's going to be screaming. She's going to spend a lot of her time running where you're going to have other people that are going to try to stop and fight the villain. They're going to put up a good charge and they're going to try to use their stamina and all this other stuff. She is not afraid to hide in the back of a closet she does whatever it is that she needs to do to survive. And then at the end, either she gets some courage, she gets a gun or something, and she's the last one standing. And so from Will Smith saying, I will outwork you, to the marathon pay strategy, to the wisdom of the Scream Queen, wisdom says this, 
You sometimes have to be willing to look bad in the process of outlasting. That means you have to be willing to look as if you're losing. You have to be willing to be beaten down or even appear to be beaten down or to be left behind. But your goal is not necessarily to win or to even look good at doing it. You have Your goal is to be the last one standing. And when I got that, I was like, boom, mine exploding. Maybe not for you, but for me, that was a big deal. Because a lot of times when people uh, are competing with you, are running this race with you, are trying to quote unquote outlast you, They don't understand that wisdom requires that you know the different phases of when you do something. The marathon strategy taught that the leader is willing to let or make people believe that they're giving out of gas. They're willing to let the commentators tell the world, oh, they're losing steam. Their strides are not as strong. They are willing to look bad, look beating, look like they're left behind. Because they're actually conserving themselves to let everybody else run through their stamina, run through their grit, run through all of the stuff that they are expending because they're so busy trying to win and run a wet race when an outpa- uh, um, um, outpace or an outlast, excuse me, it's not a race. It's an endurance. And there is a big difference between a race and an endurance trial, initiation, uh, obstacle course or whatever. And so they're playing different strategies. And because of that, the person who understands what it truly means to outlast means that they are willing to pace themselves so that both their internal haunts and their external haters exhaust themselves and allows them the chance and the opportunity to get to the treasure, to the X marks the spot, to the finish line, if it's a race or to whatever it is, either before they do or after they have put themselves out of the running. And it takes a lot. And so that's why when we go back to the required personal character elements of what it takes to outlast the crowd, you do have to have mental and physical stamina. You do have to have staying power even when everybody is saying, give up. This is not working. It's over. Come out. Stop doing this. Don't waste any more money. Don't waste any more time. Don't waste your youth on this. Don't waste your life on this. Stop. Give up. You know, it requires that steadfastness, that perseverance, the self-restraint, It requires the long attention span of not getting bored with it so that boredom doesn't take you out. And yes, a high degree of grit when you're not getting that feedback, when you don't have that cheering section where there is no parade for you, there is no tape at the end or even a trophy. Outlasting means that's what you do. You are the last one standing. It doesn't matter how ugly it got. You are the last one standing. And so with that, I want to say this, um, uh, it's a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson that just really spoke to me about this whole thing of outlasting. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm in one of those situations right now and wisdom has been trying to work with me. And it took me a minute to understand that stop trying to be pretty about it. 
Stop caring what other people look, uh, think about you as they're looking at you going through this endurance test. So what if they think that you, that's an ugly look for you or that that's quote unquote beneath you? Why are you keeping on doing that? Well, once you know, and for me, this is an initiation. I know what it is and I don't have to necessarily tell them, but I'm sharing this with you because somebody out there is listening to me and you part of my tribe and you might be going through this, just came out of it or getting ready to go into it. And so, boo-boo, I got you. And that is when I, oh, when I saw this quote from Ralph Walder Emerson, it just really touched me. And it says this, the years teach much, which the days will never know. I'm going to say that one again. The years teach much which the days will never know. My grandmother would have said it like this. Your left hand can't always know what your right hand is doing. Thus, the naysayers, the people, even sometimes your thoughts, they may not know the long-term strategy of what the years know that you keep going, you keep prevailing, you keep doing, you keep employing diligence and consistency because they are so concerned with what the days will never know. And For you, under the sound of my voice, understand that to outlast the crowd means that you have a long-term strategy. It means that you have not only stamina and staying power, but you have a high degree of grit. It means that you are not only aware of what's going on in your body and in your mind, but you're also aware of what's going on with your naysayers, with your haters, and even with those who love you. And you understand that this race isn't given to the swift nor to the strong, but the one who endures until the end. Be willing to look bad. Be willing to look as if you've lost, you've been beaten down or even left behind. But understand this, your goal is to be the last one standing. So now go out and outlast the crowd. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom. And I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to uh, check the show links and uh, use, please consider using our Amazon link when you do all of your shopping at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And if you purchase something, we may receive a little commission that will go towards continuing to support the show. Thank you all so much. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, tell other people about the the show if it's it's doing something for you. And until tomorrow, I'm going to have to say... And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.